I'm Stu Whiffin. And I'm Adam Richardson. And not only are we the editors of Pod Bible Magazine, we're also your hosts for the Pod Bible Podcast. The podcast podcast where podcasters talk to podcasters about podcasts and podcasting. It doesn't get more meta than that, right? Welcome to a bonus edition of the Pod Bible Podcast. My name is Adam Richardson. It is a Wednesday. It's not a Monday. It's not a normal episode. It is a bonus. And the reason we're doing this is because we've got three podcasts that we really want to give a platform, give some more exposure to. Um, basically, they're three shows that have advertised in Pod Bible magazine in the past. Um, and they're three great shows. And we just want to give them a chance to shout about their shows, talk about their shows, tell us why people should be listening. And that is why we're here today. And we're going to get into it right now. We're going to kick things off with Jason from Seen Anything Good Lately, speaking to Stu Whiffin. Jason. Tell me all about your podcast. My podcast is called Seen Anything Good Lately. Uh, and I, I came up with the title because it's what I get asked all the time over sort of 20 years as a film critic uh, on the radio and on telly. I get asked it by taxi drivers. I get asked it by people shouting at me at the street. Oi, Jason, Seen Anything Good Lately? Uh, and I've always got to come up with something. I mean, luckily it was my job because I, I'd always seen something pretty decent lately. Uh, but I noticed that it wasn't just about movies that people were asking. If people wanted to know if I'd seen things on Netflix or on Amazon. It was increasingly more about not just the movie experience. So I thought, well, I, I can't see everything. I couldn't possibly catch up with everything that was going on just as a movie critic. So uh, I thought I would kind of ask people themselves. I said, oh, have you seen something good lately? I'd start, I'd start bat- batting it back to them. And they would always say, yeah, 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 I have actually I've seen this thing. Aren't you watching such and such a series? And I'd be like, no, do you know what? I miss, I'm missing out on some of this stuff. So I wanted to sort of throw the conversation back. I noticed that that conversation was so passionate from people who loved stuff that they just wanted to share it. And I thought, well, that's really what podcasts are about, aren't they? They're about that sort of mixed conversation, trying to get that conversation going. So, and I noticed that it wasn't, wasn't just, um, you know, taxi drivers and people in the street and mates. It was when lockdown happened, it was on Zooms. Everyone was like, oh yeah, what are you watching? It, was, it seemed yeah. to be the question that people were asking. It was like, well, there was no football to talk about. So when my mates got together, we used to have a Thursday night Zoom with my mates. They would be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, my, me and my girlfriend were watching this. Me and my kids are watching that. And I was like, everyone, is, that's one of the conversations you can have. People, that's why people were doing quizzes, I think. Yeah, a lot of the time. Absolutely. To sort of stand, stand in the way of emotional confession. Either you confess to being completely depressed and like it was awful, or you could talk about quizzes, or you could talk about what you were watching. And I thought this is this is obviously what's what what people want to talk about. So that's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, and so that I started up seeing anything good lately. It, it did feel like that. It really did. It felt like every time you'd, you'd log on on a Saturday night for your your catch up with your friends over this newfangled thing called Zoom. Uh, which is now in the very fabric of our daily lives now. It seems. Yeah, here we are, it's true. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But it, it, it felt that, like, you know, some of the, the, the first things you'd say in, in those early points of lockdown, it's like, uh, you've seen Tiger King. And it was yeah. like, and, and, it, and it was that, that, that you know, what, what, what Netflix are you watching? You know, because unfortunately, as we touched on before we pressed uh, record, Jason, you know, cinema's been something that's really, really suffered in, uh, in, in this time as of, you know, a majority of the arts and uh but you know we're recording this uh the week in which uh the Cineworld sort of shuts its doors and freezes for we don't know how long and uh so i mean ha- have you had to adapt the sort of format of 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 your podcast in the light that there's not 
huge amounts of you know cinema releases happening and and i, I guess the netflix and and your, your primes and, and them sort of networks are kind of filling that void am i right in saying that they absolutely were so was the bbc you know which came up with like normal people which everyone was watching as well with their, a lot of people watching with their mum and dad it turned out because a lot of people have gone home had left you know especially in ireland a lot of people had left at university or whatever or gone from dublin to, to be in lockdown in the countryside with their mum and they were watching normal people uh which is obviously had a lot of sex in it <laughs> and i think yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people sort of embarrassingly kind of going oh sorry about this watching normal people that became a big lockdown hit so the bbc had a you know had a decent sort of run at it uh netflix like you say the tiger king i, I couldn't remember a time where the whole world was watching the Tiger King. It wasn't yeah. just, you know, you know, Morecambe and Wise at Christmas or the Snooker, you know, where everyone in Britain watches it. Or, but it was the whole world. I was interviewing, you know, um, you know, filmmakers from Chile or someone in America, and they were, and I was saying, "What you're watching?" You know, said nothing good lately. Like, oh yeah, well, I'm watching Tiger King, obviously. Yeah. And, it, and someone in India, and I was at the same time around the world, and I thought that was a a watershed moment, really, and a light bulb moment for me. I was like, "This is this is unprecedented," because even with cinema. I know they do day and date release, you know, and so the whole world is watching Marvel film at the same time, but very unusual sort of circumstances that everyone was watching it in their homes in this situation when the whole world was locked down. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, yeah, Tiger King was the sort of the start of that. So yes, I, I did have to adapt to, to series, but the idea was already there that I wanted to do that because I wanted to find out about the stuff that I was missing. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I ended up spending so much of my time watching movies that I'd, you know, I, I, I'm going to confess to you, Stu, I, I hadn't seen Breaking Bad. Yeah. I know, and the whole world was talking about that. And I was like, well, it's not a movie. I didn't really have time for it. So yeah. um, I, I missed out on Breaking Bad. But I, And I also was so one of, one of those people that was like, no, 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 don't tell me about it. Don't tell me, la, 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 la. The people do that to you. And now I don't think that, I think it's fair to hear how good things are. I don't think people want to go, oh, no, don't tell me about succession. I mean, don't tell me what happens at the end, you know, but yeah. people have got very good, I noticed, people who aren't professional critics have got very good at sharing what's exciting about it and being impassioned about it. So I, I, all I wanted to do is distill that into the podcast, that energy and enthusiasm rather than plot spoilers or, you know, or, or whatever it is. And it, it could be anything. People can, People get excited about you know, reality shows, Love Island, people watch and they confess to that. And they, that, and I love first dates, for example, on the telly. So yeah, yeah. it was me. It's about me expanding my horizons really somewhat, somewhat selfishly. Uh, and that's why I, I do books and music as well. And podcasts people recommend as well that they've been watching and listening to. And so how did you settle on the, the format for the podcast? Well, a little bit out of necessity because uh, the idea, I think before I even started, it was like, I will go out and do these interviews. I've been interviewing celebrities in junkets and hotel rooms for years uh, and that stopped and I suddenly thought well they're all they're all at home <laughs> they've got nothing to do so maybe they'll be all right to, to, to zoom in and they really are they're quite happy to talk mm. and work in a way and talk creatively so that's how I settled on that format I still know that they're not sitting around just to be interviewed by me they, they are sort of got got a film to flog or something that they're doing so I thought you know it's polite to talk about that aspect of their work and also you know something for people to watch so they're in something that someone else could watch so their own film is 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 part of the recommendations process and then I'm yeah. asking them about their recommendations I was a bit nervous about asking 
sort of famous people or celebrities is for want of a better words they're not all celebs and what you know to recommend other people's work i thought they'd be going oh no i can't but i mean absolutely you ask them the question they're just like oh my god yeah i've been watching this this and this so you know it, it became very clear to me that it was a winning format quite quickly uh, and i was really happy with it people just want to share what they've been up to and what they've been talking about and also i think in lockdown people yes they are watching stuff but as you say you know, people want to Zoom with each other and they want to tell them you, you watch something and quite often you're watching it on your own or at least with your with your, your, your children or your wife or your, or your girlfriend, whoever it is you live with. And um, you can say to each other, oh, yeah, that's good. Let's watch that. But you, you sort of don't talk about it as much as perhaps you would. So everyone's like, actually, yes, I've got I've got a chance now to, to share it with you. So that it's the sharingness that that really kind of hit home to me, Stu. Wonderful. That's that's good to know because um, as soon as uh, we wrap this up, I'm then going to ask you to uh, recommend me a podcast that you've been listening to. But in, in regards to new listeners, um, Jason, and if you were to direct them to an episode uh, of your podcast, what episode would you say go to the very beginning, or would you say, do you know what, check this one out because this really does kind of give you a, a real lovely snapshot of how I want this podcast to come across. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I, no, you don't have to go to the beginning at all. I think that's what's good about podcasts, isn't it? Unlike when I said I haven't seen Breaking Bad, uh, I, I quite often ask people, can I can I join at season three? Because I haven't got time to go to season one. You'll, you'll miss something. I think with podcasts, you can dip into episodes sure. that you like and with, with which people are on. Uh, I was very proud of my Venice Film Festival podcast. Uh, that, that's my favourite episode. But I realised it was a bit, I realised now how special it was mm. because it's the only physical film festival that's happened in the world. You know, the London Film Festival's on as we're recording this and that's happening virtually you can't get out and about i was actually at venice in 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 the sunshine on a in a foreign land uh with real people talking to them and none of us could quite believe we were like are we allowed to do this can i do this yeah. interview is this even happening so uh, for me that was really special and it captured what was special about the cinematic experience what was special about sharing it and everyone had also just come back from the summer and they were really they had loads of recommendations to share what they've been watching and what they've been you know they, and they, it was almost like they haven't really spoken to anyone that wasn't inside their immediate family for quite a while yeah. so for me that captured a lot of the energy i was really i was really proud of that episode it's not a typical episode as i say because it, it's actually one that i've been out and about you know talking mm. to people and uh, and actually getting the interviews but that would be my ideal if i if you could say to me you know, do, do that again you know i'd say yes please give me a weekend where there are like celebrities in one place and people talking about film culture and what they'd seen really got the buzz of everything in that one so my venice film festival uh, is a bumper edition and it's a special one uh, and i suppose it's, i direct people there because i like it the most you know i'm proudest of, of having sort of sort of sorted that out but i'm also very conscious of the fact that it may be it may be a sort of historical episode i don't know when that sort of film festival is going to happen absolutely. again i really don't absolutely jason thank you very much Stuart, thanks Thank you, Jason. And thank you, Stu, for having that chat with Jason. Uh, always good to hear about more film podcasts and TV podcasts. Right. What's next? I think we'll have a little break and then we'll come back with two other podcasters. Right. Up next to talk about their show, we have Kev from Real Feedback. Kevin, tell me all about your podcast. Hey, Stu. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, so Real Feedback was a, an idea I had. I turned 40 back in uh, 2017 and used to have a band that had kind of, you know, that rock and roll dream had gone. So I thought I really want some sort of creative output. And I'd listen to podcasts like Mark Maron and um, 
off camera with Sam Jones and at the, you know, where they talked to all these actors and directors and musicians. And I've just got this idea. I thought, well, no one, I've, I've never really heard anyone talk to the sort of behind the scenes people in any great length, you know, the makeup artists, the editors, the producers who work on massive films or independent films or big albums, apart from maybe sort of Blu-ray extras or little snippets like that. So I thought, oh, I'm going to give it a go and start a podcast with no experience whatsoever, obviously. So I thought, right, well, who do I start off with? So my my band used to rehearse at the studio owned by Nasha, who's a guitarist in Frankie Goes to Hollywood. So I'm like, right, there's there's a guest. Uh, my uncle produced Ghost Town. There's a guest. And I, I sort of formulated about four guests out of people I knew. My mate's dad was uh, the drummer in the Kinks. And I thought, right, I've got the first four episodes I and mean, that's just quite be- some first four episodes right there. <laughs> yeah. My uncle produced Ghost Town. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just went back. I said, can, can I just chat to you for about an hour? You know, because I wanted it to be long form. I wanted to hear the detail behind it, a bit of the technical, but I want the, you know, I want the full story from their perspective of, what, you know, whatever their role was in the industry. And then I'd start reaching out to people. I'd look on IMDb at a film, you know, selfishly, it's all stuff I like. I'd find some films that I like and then I'd look at the art director for it and then I contacted him. And the first guy I got was this guy, Terry Ackland Snow, who invited me to Pinewood. He, he did Tim Burton's Batman, Aliens, Labyrinth. And then he, it's not on his IMDb, but while talking to him, he just off the cuff mentioned that he worked on 2001. He built the pod. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Super modest, you know. And from there, just as the more names I got on, the more people would say yes. And, you know, I've now... 43 episodes in i've been to pinewood three times i've been on the set of rocket man and marvel's eternals i've been to abbey road and i have to try and maintain a, <laughs> an aura of calm but in my head i'm just going oh my god <laughs> because you know because i am a genuine fan of music film and tv so it's i just love it and so, you know I've, i spoke to the guy who did heath ledger's joker makeup and he talks for 15 20 minutes just on that and I thought, I've never heard this before. I, you know, you read snippets or hear sound bites of these sort of stories, but he went through the full story of it. But then lo- and lockdown happened and that kind of ruined everything for a while because I was just face to face with people and then that completely stopped it. So I had to take a step back and think, right, well, what do I do now? And, and that's where this whole relaunch on the, uh, on the 23rd came from, where I just wanted to kind of gloss over... The, just, I just wanted to push the podcast out a bit further and talk to more high-profile people as well as the behind-the-scenes people. Did you find that during lockdown that kind of enabled you to, once we'd, you know, I think all podcasters had to sort of reassess how they were going to do things in lockdown and and most people sort of seemed to adapt quite quickly and and get more comfortable with, with you know, Zooms and, and Squadcasts and, and, and Skype and whatever format seemed to work for you. Did that then present you know, as 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 I think with, with so many podcasters, they were like, "Oh right, you know, I'm going to lose a little bit of recording quality on this." And but did you also find on a more positive note, it kind of enables you to cast the net a bit further in regards to sort of reaching out to guests and stuff, and it not just being okay. Well, I can drive into Pinewood, or I can you know pop round and see my my mate's uncle. You know, did did you find that the, the fact of recording remotely meant that you could literally cast the net worldwide? Well, yes. Yeah, so first of all, I just because I've, apart from two episodes, I've always spoke face to face with people, and I've done a couple on Skype, which were problematic through for bandwidth reasons and just uh, the camera didn't work and all this sort of stuff. 
and also <laughs> again the selfish side of me i like going to pinewood studios and i like going to edit suites and talk you know but it's just face to face for me was always better and and the other side of it i was worried about the sound quality how am i going to record over the internet and, and separate the audio so i've got full edit control all that sort of thing when lockdown happened i just completely shelved real feedback for the time i just thought well that that's got to stop for now and then the whole zoom calls and the quizzes all happened and i thought well this this could work actually and um i thought i'm going to do a sort of a big reboot and i also now want to include higher profile people because i want to grow the podcast and and all these sort of ideas started formulating yeah and then i did a couple of test ones and it was it was fine so and for that reason i've now you know i spoke to ben schwartz from parks and recreation He's in LA and I was in London and it, it was perfect. And so for listeners that haven't as of yet checked out your podcast, if you was to send a new listener over to, to, to the pod, which episode would you say gives a real cross section of what you're trying to do with a podcast? I mean, the thing is because, because I cover TV, film and music, it, it kind of depends. I mean, if I was sort of shown the list of people I'd spoken to and what they've worked on, it's preference really, but I, I have my favorites. There's a great episode with a guy called John McCoy, who was the concept artist on Blade Runner 2049 and all the new Star Wars films. He was um, a yeah, northern lad, but we just gelled and just had a great hour and a half conversation. You know, he dropped in that he was uh, him and the director of Rogue One sat down to come up with that Darth Vader sequence, and then he was on set filming it. You know, I was just crying with envy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, <laughs> that's probably my favorite episode. But again, it's just, you go to my website, look on the episodes list and just thumb through and just go, what films do I want to hear about <laughs> in great length? And for the new series, who can we expect to hear from? So the new series, as so far I've recorded podcasts, as I've mentioned, Ben Schwartz from um, Parks and Rec and the voice of Sonic. Fontaine's DC frontman, Green Chatton. I spoke to him, who's lovely. Andy Nyman actor Andy Nyman and Chris Hewitt, who's uh, the Empire Magazine podcast host and one of the head writers. Yeah, so they, I'm doing a, a, yeah, it's a double episode um, release on the 23rd of Ben Schwartz and Green Chatton, just to, you know, start big. That's, uh, have, yeah. <laughs> that's how you kick off a new series right <laughs> yeah, now. Have some of that. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, Wonderful. Um, Kevin, best of luck with it and, and thanks for your time today. I appreciate it, Stu. Thanks very much. Thank you so much to Kev for that conversation with Stu. And uh, yeah, another another great show, something a bit different, um, one that I have been meaning to check out. And now having heard that again, I think I need to go and download it right now. In fact, would it be weird if I just uh, shut up for a bit and got that up on my phone yes it would be weird and it would not be professional and it would be rubbish so let's move on to our final guest of the week it is steve from being freelance steve tell me all about your podcast please Stu, thanks for having me. Okay, so the podcast is Being Freelance, which I started uh, nearly six years ago. Each week I chat to a different freelance creative from around the world, and basically they hear their story, like how they got started and the challenges, the experience. It, It varies each week. 
you know, depending on on their experiences. But the overwhelming thing is that actually, no matter where they are in the world, all self-employed people seem to be going through the same thing. So it's a really nice thing to realise that, you know, you're not alone being freelance, like everybody is going through the same thing. So yeah, nearly 250 episodes now uh, with different people from around the world. It's been great. So before we get on to sort of how you, you got to the, the, the concept of the podcast and, and, and the structure of it, uh, I just want to ask you, speaking to freelancers in 2020, it must be a very, very interesting time to speak to these people and getting their take on, on how um, their lives have been affected. But yeah, I'm just kind of sort of curious, uh, have you found that it's also positives in it in regards to rethinking the way that people podcast now and you know where a lot of the time people would record face-to-face in studios and now it seems personally I've, I've realized now that this is a very what we're doing now is a very very straightforward thing to do now it's you know we can connect with people all over the world and was you recording remotely ahead of lockdown anyway this is it i've always been doing it remotely like I, everything i do i had to fit around both my client work, but also the fact that I have two kids to, to drop off and pick up at school either end of the day. That was the whole reason I went freelance in the first place. So like, yeah, there was no way I could ever go and see. So it's quite good, actually. I had to work with my own lockdown restrictions from the very beginning, I guess. So I've always yeah. been uh, chatting online. Uh, I started off using Skype, bless its soul, and then went into using Zencaster when that was first launched. And so yeah, it's, you know, you can get great quality audio if you help people through it in the right way. But also you can, there's literally no limits. You know, I talked to people in um, Lebanon, Ghana recently, Canada, you know, down to um, New Zealand, like anywhere. (laughs) So so long as they've got reasonable Wi-Fi, uh, even, and I mean reasonable Wi-Fi because I can still get them to record a backup at their end and stuff so long as it can end up getting to me. It's been great. Wonderful. So when when you decided you was going to do this, how did you kind of settle on what the the concept and the structure of the podcast was going to be? I basically wanted it to be a a conversation. So when I started it, and this was nearly six years ago, I was a very new full-time freelancer. I've been doing it on the side for years. And I didn't know anybody who was, so I wanted to find other people, chat to them, learn to them. And so I started, <laughs> I remember at the time, I didn't have much work on, so I was painting our porch because I couldn't afford to get someone to do it. So I was painting away, listening to loads of podcasts. But they were all like American entrepreneur podcasts where they would, I know, it didn't really speak to me. There's a bit of entrepreneur in freelancers, but they were very not me. Or there was a few hosted by freelancers, but they were talking about their specific skill, you know, like it would be graphic designers talking about graphic design, for example. And again, that wasn't I wanted to know more about just the being freelance. So I couldn't find it, hence starting it. And it's basically stayed the same the whole time. It's just this um, conversation starting off like how they got started being freelance, how they get their first clients, and then like how it's evolved over time. And we go deeper into their various marketing tactics or the work-life balance struggles that they have and um, end up like playing a truth and lie game near the end, which is, a um, you know, tell me two two truths, one lie, let me figure out the lie. So it's just like a bit of a breather, a bit of fun where you get to know their personality a bit more. And um, yeah, that's kind of how it stayed for all those episodes. With six years worth of episodes to um, to work through, I guess... If you was to direct a new listener to the podcast, would you say start at the very beginning or is there a specific episode that you would say, right, look, if you listen to this, this 
really does capture exactly what I'm trying to do with the, with the podcast. If there was one of them, what would you suggest? <sighs> a, a specific episode or would you say go right back to the very beginning? Well, you could start now and then work your way back as a guy in Spain called Vic who recently emailed me saying he'd done exactly that. And like in the case of just three months, he'd listened to every single one. And then he wrote this amazing blog post for the website where he detailed what he'd learned through those. I always say that it doesn't matter what the person does, as in like, if you're a graphic designer, you don't need to listen to the ones who are graphic designers. Like it's it that's not the important bit. But so I would probably start with the most recent. Um, I'm I'm really proud of all of them, really. There's in this most recent season that we just done. We spoke to Tom Hovey, who is the illustrator for Bake Off. So he's done that for the past ten years, like over three thousand illustrations. So his story of how he got into that and how that's grown and changed was great. Um, we spoke to a guy in Ghana who is uh, making his living on Fiverr, which is like a platform for freelance work, but finding a way to drive people there using YouTube videos and Instagram. Shelley, who was like a lettering artist on, um, I think, the west coast of the US, and she <laughs> she worked in insurance for years, and she was really bored of it and her fiance was bored of hearing her talk about it and so he said you need a hobby and so she got into doing art and then she loved art so much that eventually she quit her insurance job and like took that up and like six years later she's doing so well out of it so there's yeah i i would feel bad picking a favorite to tell you to start from i think that's the thing there's so many great stories and it's funny sometimes people come up to me actually if there was one episode that people still come up to me uh, like if I'm at an event, if you remember going to events and conferences, uh, people always pick out this guy called Gareth Hancock. And he was a, a plasterer on Teesside. And then in the last financial crisis, like 2008 sort of time, obviously all his work dried up. So he didn't have any work. Didn't You know, he was on the verge of losing his house, his car, all of that. And he didn't even know what a copywriter was, but he started looking for work online and found little jobs, writing words for people on the internet. And slowly but surely has built himself up. And now he's just such a successful copywriter, uh, making a living online over the past 10 years or so. And people, it's such a warm, lovely guy, but it's a really amazing story of like resilience and like taking charge of doing stuff yourself. So his episode seems to stand out for a lot of people wonderful steve plans moving forward uh, just to keep doing keep doing the same thing what's what's changed is that the podcast then grew um like a community so there's now like a community of freelancers online hanging out we do live q a's and uh like a weekly award show called for non-employee of the week awards so now it's, I realised that people kept emailing me. Like I was chatting to all of these different people around the world individually, and it felt a bit rude that I wasn't like introducing it to each other. It was like I'd hogged them to myself. So yeah, Facebook group crept up, and now there's thousands of people in there hanging out and asking supportive questions. And so I've uh, I realised during lockdown how much I enjoyed doing that. As I scaled back on my client work and hung out with my family, it was actually doing the being freelance stuff. But I was putting a smile on my face and keeping me going so i want to do more of that wonderful steve thank you very much thank you 
there we go that was steve speaking to Stu. Uh, thank you very much steve being freelance there i am a freelancer or i used to be a freelancer and i spent a lot of years being freelance uh so a lot of what he has to say definitely chimes in with me uh, but now i think a lot of people are getting the that feeling of uh, what it's like to be a freelancer you know stuck at home working from home getting distracted by washing up and uh, the TV and all those little things that happen when you're working from home. Um, but obviously there's so much more to being freelance and uh, what better podcast to guide you through it than being freelance. And now I must try and avoid saying being freelance again. Okay. I'm going to manage it. All right. That was the final chat of this week. Uh, thank you very much to everybody who tuned in to have a listen. Thanks to the three guests. Thanks to Stu, of course, for having those three chats. Uh, if you want to hear more from Pod Bible, um, then head over to podbiblemag.com. We have loads of cool stuff there. We've got lots of interviews. I think we've got, I think we've had a feature um, on Real Feedback if you want to hear more about them and seen anything good lately, in fact. So if you just go and have a scroll through our site, uh, we've got interviews, we've got reviews, we've got recommendations we've got editorial stuff loads of good stuff if for some reason your headphones aren't working you can't listen to a podcast go and do some reading what else info at pod bible mag is our email address um i should say we've got a new magazine coming up at the where is it the first sunday of december our final magazine of the year uh, we've got pod bible poll winners they're coming the uh, annual awards that we do uh, that's coming the first of december and uh yeah all kinds of good stuff himalaya.com forward slash pod should tell you about that as well if you would like to make your own podcast we've got loads of tips there 10 part series all about how to make a podcast presented by scrubius pip um if you use the promo code pod then you get a 14 day free trial uh, so you can go and cram all the episodes and then uh, produce your own podcast um and uh, yeah that is very much it and uh, we will be back with you on monday for your normal scheduled episode of the pod bible podcast which i should say is put together produced by buddy peace thanks for listening see you soon